Hey listener and welcome back to Injury Time your one stop shop for everything Indian football a new season is just around the corner and how can we be so far away from that so here we are with the third season of this podcast and joining me today is our old friend Sandeep on a phone call hello Sandeep hi hi how are you i'm doing very well and making his debut on our show is nitin hello nitin hey navin and sandeep good to be here a new season quite a lot to talk about because as you know in india the pre season or the off season is much more longer than the in season irony there so diving right into it first up is the afc cup competition sandeep your team bengaluru fc out of the competition what do you make of it a loss over two legs a fight to aggregate uh, i think uh, it's not my team <laughs> you're from bangalore okay you're from bangalore so it's your team Uh, yeah, I'm from Kerala, but I work in Bangalore. Yeah, uh, I, I know it's there. Yeah, um, to be honest, I don't think uh, it was a deserved loss for BSC. I think they played uh, the second half of the first leg a little bit better than they did in any other three halves. They were totally outplayed. Uh, I think they played into the hands of the opponents a little bit because uh, in the pre-match press conference, Carlos Cuarles, uh, the new manager for Bangalore FC, he said that they are going to sit back and then. try to hit you on the counter because they're fast forward and uh, knowing that they went in they kind of you know played into their hands a little bit uh, the opponents just kept chipping the ball in behind a little bit through in you know in between the lines and they just took it from there it was uh, not a great performance a little bit rusty also uh, their first competitive match in uh, quite a while so I think that also t- takes a little bit of uh, adjustment there well uh, nothing this match was against Alton Nasser of Turkmenistan the intercontinental semi final of the AFC Cup I don't know if you caught the first half or second half I know you're telling me you got a glimpse of the highlights what did you make of the whole competition Yeah I did not get to see the entire match but I did catch the highlights of the second leg uh, but from what I saw uh, Bangalore seemed a bit rugged and rusty and Alton played them around they dominated most of the proceedings So I understand that they have got a new coach with Carlos Quadrat and they've got a host of new signings they've lost John Johnson in the summer so it's going to be difficult for them to cope up when the new season gets underway but having said that i felt that they could have done better and they really need to step up the game if they want to challenge for the ISL title when the season begins well guys both of you spoke about a new coach coming in and he taking time to set into this side but carlos has been around with bengaluru for quite some time in the role of an assistant to alberto roca but so do you think that is a valid reason a valid excuse here uh, no not really uh, the thing is i think one of the major reason is this uh, match comes straight off you know from pre season they don't have a season going on it's not half it's a season the players are not fit uh, goodpreet made two mistakes which kind of very blatant mistakes the kind of things that we kind of don't expect from him because he is a very good goalkeeper uh that obviously affected them rino anto is coming back from you know injury and then he's had two things away from the team he seemed to pull out of it khabra seemed to pull out of it coming back from chicken pox gurpi tapel had chicken pox earlier uh, while they were in spain and so all these things affected them like you know john johnson being not there is a big difference because he was a leader and now you have rahul beke who's done a good job commendable job uh, from his part the uh, dimash not being there was a big miss because cisco has to show a lot more if he wants to be considered in the same level as dimash because dimash kind of controls the tempo maybe that is one of the reason why bsc went a little uh, direct football than possession football because you saw kurpi taking long goal kicks and patalu going all the way up to the front to see if he can flick it on all, all those kind of things uh, it takes some time for carles obviously to get the players rally them together uh, better than the new ones like keen lewis looks like a very 
interesting signing he was trying to make things happen he seems like a good player to have in the squad so uh, it will take some time but i think they'll be ready for the isl all right that about the afc cup sandeep giving his insights into what went wrong for bengaluru fc this time round hey listen let us just remind you one thing coming season bengaluru won't be a part of this competition because as we all know that it is chennai and fc the champions of the isl going into that AFC Cup playoff while I League winners Minerva Punjab FC will be going in for that AFC Champions League playoffs no Bengaluru in Asia for a year at least well let's just hope that that gives the team an extra incentive to go ahead and clinch that ISL title which will result in this team being part of the AFC Cup competition in a year's time in two years time I would say well moving on from continental club competition to subcontinental national team competition we are talking about the SAF Cup the India under 23 team Nathan will be a part of this competition that begins next week what do you make of the chances this time around yeah india come in as defending champions and they are if i'm not mistaken the most successful side in the saf cup i think so so yeah there will be a lot of pressure going into the tournament but uh, stephen constantine has named a very young squad for this tournament and it's so an under 23 side so they will be young exactly exactly <laughs> So you, you, we don't have Sunil Chetri, we don't have Gurpreet. So a lot of the senior uh, players will not be present. But um, I would really like to see Udanta, Anirudh Thapa, Vishal Kair step up to the plate and you know prove their worth to Constantine with uh, ahead of the AFC Asian Cup in January. So I think this will be this tournament in particular will be a big opportunity for the youngsters to impress the head coach and probably take a claim in the squad when the AFC Cup kicks off. Well Sandeep do you think it's a right move to go into a competition like this with your under 23 team not selecting any of your senior team members for this match Yeah uh, I think so because uh, as like a small plug for our injury time <laughs> extra we had an interview with Sunil Chetri who spoke on the podcast and he said uh, SAF cup is a little bit like if you win they like ha so har har saal jeete types and if you lose it's a big deal so uh, sending an under 23 side into a competitive uh, environment where they can you know they can even stay the same for the Asian Cup uh, squad if they do well here at especially people like Anjit Thapa and all Ajanta I think is more or less and uh, sure to go there but uh, Anjit Thapa and uh, Vishal Kate as well we have few good goalkeepers now so it's a good chance for all of them to go and show what they can do take the pressure of the competition on their own shoulders because normally it's a senior player to carry it like now they are the ones who have to do it. so I think it's a good move Well guys they also uh, don't have Afghanistan I think so it's not going to be the hardest uh, performance Absolutely no Afghanistan also this time round but Sandeep this might be the under 23 team but they do not lack on front of experience isn't it the other members as well Yeah yeah I think Udanta was also part of the squad going in uh, into the fast cup and for him I think it will be a big big one because he is the man that we are looking at thinking he's going to be the next breakout star in Indian football. Well, we've been saying that for quite some time. Yeah, and I think uh, over the last year he's proved not so much with numbers but with performance. He's always influenced him. He's always been able to make something happen. Assist or a uh, pass just to score the assist or something like that. So for him this is a big big tournament. Well, talking about influence, how can we not talk about influence that injury time has had? Do we have any influence of things that happen in India? Let's just hope that we do. <laughs> Moving on to the news that we have, and the I League kicks off in October. Anyone excited there? Yeah, of course. Sandeep is excited. Okay, I see one voice coming in. Yes, of course. So talking more about I League, Sandeep, we also hear that Churchill Brothers and DSK Shivajians have their appeal in front of the AIFF. Could you just tell us more about that? What is this appeal all about, and what are they asking for this time? Yeah, DSK Shivajians are asking for uh, entry into the youth league. 
so they are having the ASF will have sent some people and check their academy and stuff like that to to see if, uh, that slot can be given. So I think that is interesting because they applied to come back into the I League following their relegation last season, and the application is on the basis that uh, the Goan club will, I mean, the Goa football will not have a representation on the first division if Churchill Brothers go out, and uh, that's obviously not good for the club culture, I mean, football culture there. And also that the Indian Arrows who finished below them were exempt from relegation, so they were not the last team and they still got relegated. But uh, I think, you know, when you're fiddling around with relegation and stuff like that, it's not really a good thing. Because we did it with Aizol and it became a great story, but then it's kind of given license for other clubs to go and ask for the same. Well, Aizol won the title that season, isn't it, Sandeep? And that's not the case with Churchill. Absolutely. I mean, uh, they also put forth the same argument that they played good football and uh, why are we relegated and a lot of clubs are being exempted from relegation uh, that season. Uh, same thing continues now. And, uh, you know, three Goa clubs pulled out of uh, I-League at once, I think. Uh, Absolutely. I rem- remember that time. <laughs> yeah. So, on the back of that, uh, Churchill had a very poor season and then now they want to come back. I mean, I get the point that we need to get more and more teams into the I-League, so I, I honestly don't know what is the right way to go about this, but overturning relegation every single year or every other year is not something that I think gives any credence to the league, because what is the consequence if you run a club in a bad way on and off the field? Well, more on that as we go about our job on injury time in the coming weeks. Well, moving on with the news on this episode, the ISL kicks off on the 29th of September, Nathan. And the biggest news coming in from that league is Jamshedpur is all but signed Tim Cahill. Does that make sense? 38-year-old coming in for in a team. Does he add anything to it? Well, uh, I was a big fan of Tim Cahill when he was playing for the Premier League, especially with Everton. Uh, he's done a lot of good things with Everton and the Australian national team. But uh, looking at where he is in his career, he's 38 years old, he's almost, he's past his twilight. Uh, I don't think there is a lot that he can offer in the Indian Super League. Uh, but he does, one thing which I do believe will work in his favour is that he does have a goal-scoring threat. And I think that will always remain with him. So, maybe that is one of the primary reasons why Jamshedpur looked at him. On the whole, I think they could have gone in for a much much more economical signing. They could have made a couple more signs with the, with the money they're using on Cahill. So, I think they could have done better. But let's see how it pans out. But, guys... At the age of 38, how much of game time are you expecting from this man? Let's just not forget that he's 38 and he's nearing 40, which means the age is taking a toll on him. He's on the wrong side of 30s. Yeah, so uh, with this season in the ISL, teams are going to be uh, playing at least two games a week because there's a game every single day uh, owing to the AFC Cup, which is happening in January. So looking at the schedule, it's going to be difficult for the players to cope, to cope up physically and given Cahill's age, he's 38 years old, he's, he is going to have a hard time even though the Indian football is sli- slightly at a lower pace than what he was used to before. But I still feel he's going to have a hard time. Sandeep, Indian football could be low on pace but the temperatures in this country and the time at which the matches are played, do you think Cahill moving to Jamshedpur is the right thing to go about? Uh, they obviously signed him looking at a lot of things off the field as well. I think he will provide uh, a decent goal return in that sense because uh, he's still a threat in the air. I don't think anybody here can challenge him for uh, how good he is as a you know player who attacks the ball on the, on, in the air. Like John Johnson was one of the best ones that we've seen in a long time, but, but this guy was doing it at the Premier League level. So 
obviously i think he's going to be in amongst goals uh, but yeah it's actually a punishing grind also because the matches that we saw it's thick and fast and they've got like big breaks and then you have to kind of your fitness has to go down then you have to peak again you have to do this two three times because of the break so i think that would be a more harder for him at this stage well that about tim k hill in indian super league now moving on to the topic of discussion on this episode of injury time <laughs> Guys over the past few weeks we have heard news is coming in regarding the age group teams in India the under 19 team registered win over Argentina and the under 16 team had a fruitful outing in West Asia but my question to both of you all today Nitin and Sandeep it is is it right for the federation to spend numerous amount of money on age group teams on the name of exposure trips well before i hear from both of you all i had an opportunity to speak to Orko Bhattacharya who writes for scroll a guy who has done extensive reportage on this let's listen into what he had to say hello orko and thanks a lot for joining us on injury time today it's a pleasure to have you on the show yeah thanks navin thank you for having me orko today we are discussing a pretty important topic that you have written quite extensively over the past few months and years it is about the iff the national body of football in india spending happily on age group teams and sending them on numerous exposure trips we know you have written extensively on it could you tell our listeners what exactly is the aif of doing and what is the idea behind this what do they have in mind spending this much amount of money on the age group sites of the country right now uh, so what they are doing the aif is uh, sending multiple teams across the world on uh, so called exposure tours so on exposure tours you play a few matches with uh, local teams in the countries that uh, you visit uh, so for example the under 23s uh, which are going to play the sap cup are touring australia and they played uh, teams there uh, winning one and losing the match at the moment uh, the under 20 team has just come back the uh, under 16 team of vivianos is going to play the uh, afc championship next month is also you know in the process of you know having its final exposure tour and uh, the under 15 team if i'm not wrong beat besiktas so that's four then we saw uh, the un- the women also going on an exposure tour so the idea behind this is that uh, they want to build a pipeline of players using this. they don't want to do this only for one age group they want to do this for multiple age groups uh, so that you know there is no difference between the batches that came before them and after them in terms of exposure right so question here is that how much do the exposure tools help them because we saw the under 17 team do the same thing in a build up to a world cup and you know everything fair and done the under 17 team only scored one goal in its three matches losing all the three matches so i mean there are other better ways to do it uh, exposure tools just seem like throwing bad money after good so i mean i i for one i'm very skeptical about how the exposure tools will develop a player at a such a late stage of his development football development starts at 6 so having how much can exposure to help these kids it's difficult to say 
Orko, isn't this pretty unusual when you compare teams, the national teams and the club teams across the world, where the national federation is sending an age group team out on an exposure tour rather than letting them be with their clubs and develop as players along with the at the club and then select them to the national team. So, I mean, it's not just India. A few countries, I think, uh, I remember Singapore having a team in its uh, league similar to the Arrows called the Singapore Lions. Uh, but you're right. You're right. So, uh, if you take the example of any under-17 player that played in India last year, they are now competing for a first-team first spot at their uh, clubs or going out on loan, which is the uh, worldwide, you know, which is which is the norm worldwide. Uh, so if you look, if you look at a Jan CSR or if you look at a Phil Foden who's breaking out at Man City, these people also played in the World Cup last year, and you know, at under at the under twenty level, what's required is for them to sit and fight for their positions, fight for their chances in the first team, rather than you know sit back and have it handed to them uh, via another team. So, it's pretty clear to me that, you know, clubs here aren't willing to take a punt on these players, which is why the whole need for an entirely different system to give them the requisite game time. Uh, Stephen Gonsner himself in his press conference has talked about uh, the fact that under under-23s are undergoing, you know, this exposure tour because... Uh, they don't some like if I will take the stats from last year, only seven players have under 21 have played more than 50 percent of their minutes for their team in the ISL, which is India's you know uh, you know if I can say it, it has uh, more national team players than the I League. So this is definitely an aberration that we are seeing here, and uh, you know it, it is in my mind it would be better if uh, they stayed at their clubs and fought for their sports because uh, because that's what that's what that's what the clubs worldwide do or send them out on loan but yeah this is my theory Orko, oh, with respect to india could this also be a problem that stems down from the club system in india not having age group teams and not allowing their age group teams their age group sites to have enough matches so that these players during their developing years have enough game time under their belt so when they reach a phase where they have to compete for a slot in the first team, they do not lack on the front of game time. You're right, Kevin. So every, you know, worldwide, what we expect to see is that elite players, they play, you know, 300, 400. I mean, even if it was not to quantify, I just say a lot of games by the time they're 15. And... This is not something that's done. So here, what happens is that we develop national league. We develop a national under-13 league. We develop a national under-15, under-18 league. But the hyper-local league, let's say a Delhi under-13 league, is it, is it as pronounced a Delhi under-8 league or a Tamil Nadu under-10 league? Is it as pronounced? So a Tamil Nadu under-10 league, let's take a small area in Chennai, let's say North Chennai, where a lot of footballers come from. Does that place have a defined league of its own with hyper-local teams? The answer is no. So, this this is a major concern that I have, that we are building from the top bottom again. That we have national age group league, but we don't have, you know, youth sides playing hyper-locally within 5 kilometers of each other, which 
should be the practice ideally right because if i want to take a team to the nationals i know on the team i be spending a considerable amount on them and for the same amount i can i think 10 games of the nationals flight everything accommodation included i would probably play a lot more matches hyper locally for that right and you know with more competition comes improvement it's undisputed the competition effect works at all across the world there's no difference here orko you also spoke spoke about bibiano's team having a decent enough run and floyd pindo's team also going and creating a, some sort of news though it was not as what it was projected by the indian media do you see these guys who play in these teams today go and create a significant impact and knock at the doors of the senior team in the in a few years time so here the thing right senior teams are not built from one or two age groups they are built across age groups the asian cup team that's going has khetri as its oldest member who's 33 about to be 34 and uh, you have the youngest i think gary laldrinjona if i'm not mistaken who's 1920 so this team is spread across 13 14 years so if for me to make one individual team the fulcrum of any senior team it's it's you know it, it doesn't work out you look at the world cup winning teams they spread across ages so i mean he can definitely make an improvement bibiano's team maybe some couple of guys from there so i think a couple of guys from there maybe they can but am i you know more better off you know spreading that money you know creating hyper local intervention with that amount yes i definitely say so right uh if you read after sharma's economic return he quoted a few figures uh you know i would urge you to go check it out if i was take that figure and you know, i'll spend it uh, on uh, on on more competitions at grassroots level that's why if i used to spread it on one particular place i definitely you know impact much many more footballers using that money so yeah i think you know return versus you know investment i'm just not uh, comfortable with the with the ratio that currently you know that that we seen currently well or call we can do is hope that this ratio changes and we start concentrating more on hyper local leagues and local leagues to begin with and have a bottom up approach rather than a top down approach that we have today thanks a lot orko for joining us it was a pleasure having you on the show thank you mahin thank you for letting me air my views well guys that was orko sharing his thoughts on what the federation is going about doing its business with the age group teams in india sandeep coming to you first do you agree with whatever orko had to say yeah yeah he uh, obviously made a lot of good points and uh, i do agree with almost everything that he said uh you know that especially the last point when he spoke about uh, spending money on the academies and the local leagues instead of sending youngsters abroad especially at the younger ones at under 20 level whatever you're learning is more tactical than technical at that point so uh, i think that is okay at that age to go out and play and play against you know hopefully national teams not so much club teams because i really don't know how you can compare let's say you beat um, like a uh, victoria setobal the uh, youth team and say okay we beat them like we don't know what the quality is of the team but hopefully they can play national teams but the more important thing for me personally would be to put more money into the grassroots get better players uh, educate them better 
like a little bit like what TFA has done, who's provided so many players for the national team. So if you can have more of those kind of uh, you know structure and institutions working around like that, it'll be better. Now then, your thoughts on the same? Do you think this is the right way to go about training and nurturing your young birds in the country? Yeah, I agree with more or less of what Sandeep and Orko had said. I feel that sending uh, young kids on exposure trips at this age, I don't see. I don't think that the return on investment is going to be quite enough to, you know, to justify this. And I feel that we can do much better by implementing more grassroots campaigns in India. So if if we take that route, I think that'll be more helpful for us in the longer term. But uh, the only aspect that I think where AFF has done well is that the, these kids will get a lot of exposure, you know, playing in countries like Spain and the rest of Europe, which they won't have in, in India. So I think that's the only positive that I see from these exposure trips. But apart from that, I think we can spend our money more on grassroots development in India. And it's also, you know, good PR at the end of the day. You beat Argentina, you play well against Jordan. You, uh, they even had a problem by saying that they beat Italy when it is not the Italian team. So it's also a lot to do with the PR and to show kind of like okay, we're doing this and that. Which I understand that you have to do it if you're trying to make a, you know, take a claim as one of the rising sports in the country. Well, it might be good for PR, but not that much good for the development of youth players in the country. Well, hey listener, you heard what our panelists had to say about it and also what Orko had to say about the same topic. Do you agree with it? Or do you have another thought on the same? You can always write to us at injurytimeindia at gmail.com. You can always tweet to us at injurytimeind. Like and follow us on Facebook. Our address is facebook.com slash injurytimeind. Well, that's all for this episode of Injury Time. I hope you all had a good time. And thanks for staying with us this long. Until we meet again, have a great week and enjoy the game.